Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Coming up in today's show, Jaguar made something of an archaeological discovery, and Lincoln adds the next step to its self-parking feature, and later on in the show, we'll get to your comments and questions. And now the news. The National Auto Dealers Association, which represents car dealers across the United States, has finally come out defending the dealer franchise system. And it's using none other than Wall Street analyst Mary Ann Keller to deliver the message. As many of you know, Mary Ann is one of the members of the Blue Ribbon Panel who selects the AutoLine Executive of the Year. And here are the main points of her report. Dealers have to compete against each other, and that keeps prices competitive. If automakers all owned dealerships, they would not have to compete on price. Same goes for service. That means all those costs would go up. And the point that Keller really hammers home is that, and I quote, the dealer acts as an advocate with the factory for the car owner, especially for warranty and recall claims. The report is the NADA's way of fighting back against those who believe that Tesla's company stores are a better retailing model than the traditional dealer franchise system. You know, it's kind of amusing to hear General Motors blame its recall problems on a cost-cutting culture. You tell me which car company does not have a laser-like focus on cutting costs. They all do. Drum roll, please. Now BMW has just set a target to cut costs by 3 to 4 billion euros a year. That's about $5 billion. According to reports, BMW is especially unhappy with costs at Mini and with its other smaller models. Cost-cutting is just a never-ending effort in the automotive industry. Ford and Lincoln have offered Park Assist for a number of years now to help you get your car into tight parking spots. And now, it can help you get them out of them as well. The 2015 Lincoln MKC offers what it calls Park Out Assist. To activate it, the driver just needs to push the same button used for Park In and then follow a series of prompts on the screen. All the steering is handled automatically while the driver controls everything else. Even though we're only in June, Jaguar just dropped off an early Christmas present on its dealer body, as well as some of its more well-off customers, by reaching back to before the Beatles to recreate a lightweight racing icon. So back in 1963, we set aside 18 VINs to create lightweight E-type race cars. Ultimately, we only built 12 of the 18 cars, leaving six VINs unaccounted for. This year, our special operations department is actually going to create those six lightweight E-types, and they're going to do it with some of the original guys that built the original E-type back in 1963. It's a really unique opportunity for six lucky Jaguar customers around the world to have a custom-made, brand-new, lightweight E-type vintage race car. Price, we really haven't disclosed, but probably Six, seven figures, if you've got to think about the value of getting a brand new lightweight E-Type. Now, before you Jaguar lovers out there start running to your financial advisors to cobble together the million or so you might need to buy one of these all-aluminum 1963 race cars, I got some bad news for you. They're all gone. That's right, all of them. Can you believe it? Word has only been out a week or so 
But the request came pouring in from all around the world, and unfortunately for you, JAG has already chosen its lucky six. By the way, if you want to find out a little bit more on the original car and this JAG Heritage program, just click the link in today's transcript. In other words, click on the headline and it'll take you to that page. Well, it's another day, which means it's time to give away another pro touring book written by last week's Autoline After Hours guest, Mark Stilo, the chief engineer of the new Camaro Z28. The book is all about how to convert a vintage Camaro into a modern day performance machine. But the how-to parts of it can apply to all kinds of other cars. To win, all you have to do is answer a simple question. The new Z28 comes standard with only one speaker, but what purpose does that speaker serve? Check out the After Hours section of our website and look for the most recent episode about the Z28. Don't worry, you don't have to watch the whole thing. The answer is in the first five minutes. Once you think you've got the answer, send your guess to viewer mail at autoline.tv. Hey, coming up next, time for You Said It. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Craig Fitzgerald saw our story on how the Lincoln MKC wakes up as you approach it at night and bathes the interior and exterior with soft lighting. He says Land Rover did it before Lincoln. The Evoque has a similar capability as the wake-up feature on the MKC. As you walk up and unlock the car, the mirrors unfold and the logo is projected through the puddle lamp mounted below the mirror. Well, I guess now we know where Lincoln got its idea. But Al Jadsack sees a potential problem. The wake-up features on the MKC could be leading Ford down the same path that GM had to follow with the C6 Corvette. Dead battery syndrome. The problem was the location of the key fob when the vehicle was being parked in the garage. Some people would hang their keys inside the house near the vehicle. This would keep waking up the vehicle. Come next morning, no battery. The customer would take the Corvette to the dealer and no problem found. Whoa, interesting story. I wasn't aware of that. Rum and Coke has something to say about all these European design vans showing up in the American market. Okay, I don't buy commercial vans, and I understand the constant effort to maximize interior volume, but sheesh, did they all get hit by an ugly stick? Ford, Fiat, Renault, et al. are all selling a big bread box with a nose only a mother could love. You know, I'm with you, Rum and Coke. The styling of those vans just don't do it for me. Bradley wants to know, does Audi even sell a hybrid in the United States? Why, yes, it does. It has a hybrid version of the Q5, but you've probably never seen one before. Last month, they only sold 25 of them. J123Health sounds like he's coming to the defense of the Ford Motor Company, which just had to lower the fuel economy ratings of its hybrids because of a testing mistake. The EPA should get blamed for cars' fuel economy numbers, and the EPA should get sued, not the car companies. Well, Jay, the EPA set up a system where the car companies would certify their own cars and submit the paperwork to the EPA, which would then conduct random tests. The car companies much prefer it that way, but with Ford and Hyundai now having overstated their fuel efficiency, everyone's going to want to demand better policing of the system. 
Hey, thanks for all your comments and letters. We truly like going through them all. And be sure to join us for AutoLine After Hours this Thursday night when our guest will be Oliver Schmidt, the general manager of powertrain and fuel strategy at Volkswagen of America. He's got some good insights into alternative energy cars and the challenge they face for automakers. That's tomorrow night starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time right here at AutoLine.tv. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.